Content warning. The following episode contains narratives that touch upon domestic abuse against spouses and children. While we pride ourselves on handling these matters with sympathy and delicacy, some listeners may find these moments distressing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, tabletop players. My name is Ruin Ortega, and tonight I'm your GM because we are playing Zweihander by Grim and Perilous Studios. Joined with me, as always, is my co-host Cade. Hi, I'm Cade. Zweihander is a dark and grim, low fantasy adventure system, and we are having an absolute blast with it. Remember that as of this batch, our gameplay is now going to be split up into four sections, so you get to enjoy the adventure even longer, and uh, hopefully you're excited as we are for episode two. Absolutely. We're about to get back to Harry, Zamir, and Emrys in a moment. But for now, let's talk to you about our coffee of the batch, which is Dark Cherry Bourbon by Fire Department Coffee. Cade, what did we rate that coffee? Uh, due to its very diverse flavor profile and customizability for the drinker, we ended up rating it a 4.25 Mysteriously Absent Wives. If you want all of our finer tasting notes, make sure that you listen to the intro of episode one. There you have it. Cade, this coffee is just terrific. That is the weakest pun that you've had so far, Rune. Listen, punning on cherries has been exceptionally difficult. And with that, grab a mug, fill it full of the hot stuff, and sit back for the second part of our actual play of Zweihander by Grimm and Perilous Studios. Last time on Zweihander, our heroes left a wedding under the employment of a local lord. They were off to find some lost supplies, but things don't seem quite right. What will happen to our heroes? Will they find the supplies? Find out this time on Zweihander. All right, and we are back in for our second episode of Zweihander. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Yeah, I'm excited to kind of kick off the the big adventure. I feel like we just finished up like the the prologue and the setup, and I'm excited to see how it all pays off. Yeah, Hoping to get I'm some axe hands going on. Ready to actually <laughs> use these, these fists, you know, that they should be so worried about. <laughs> Excellent. What are you guys' thoughts on the system so far? Uh, so far, I'm really liking it. Uh, it seems like there's a, like there's a lot of rolling. Um, Jane and I were talking about it um, during part of the last system, where it seems like as a player, you're always involved. It's not a lot of whole like things happening to you, but you're constantly having to roll for stuff, which is cool. It's a little overwhelming. Um, just as like I'm constantly scrolling through the manual, uh, which we have the PDF for, and just like trying to find what things are there and all that um but it's really cool i'm really liking the system so far yeah i'm finding it interesting i don't want to say too much on it because we haven't gotten into you know i think a lot of the real key aspects of it but mm-hmm. I, I think it's good so far i'm really enjoying it yeah it, the depth is kind of insane there's a mechanic for everything 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it, you know, it's one of the reasons why if there's a a weird awkward pause or if I'm stumbling, I'm often just trying to find what the mechanic is and how to do it. And you know, I, I was saying between episodes to Jaden that I'm so happy that most of the core mechanics in this system were going to run more than one time because I feel like the first time I do it, I'm like, oh, what is, what is this? And then I hope by the second time we go to run it, I, I really know what I'm doing. <laughs> All right, well, we last left with you guys on a carriage, and the carriage is in motion. You guys are headed to Vorburg, and with that, uh, you each have to take on a role. We're getting into our first major mechanic off the hop for this episode, and this is the Wilderness Travel. Now, in this system, Wilderness Travel, it's an ancient world. It is perilous. And so you each should be taking a role. There are three major roles in wilderness travel. There is the scout, there is the guide, and there is the survivalist. And scout is based off of stealth, guide is based off of navigation, and survivalist is based off of survival. Each one of you is encouraged to take a role in this journey you could take on more than one role but it really is just important that one person uh, is required for each role whether that be that you take a combination of them or whatever they all have to be filled so i would encourage you to right now take a look at your stats for stealth navigation and survival and see if there's one that stands out to you well uh i grew up in the forest and once spent 77 days in the wilderness without a shirt so I think I'm good for the survivalist. Perfect. Uh, I would prefer to be guide just because intelligence is my highest stat. Um, I don't have a skill rank in any of them, but uh, that one is my highest. Mm. Well, let Harry tell you, he's the stealthiest guy you have ever seen. <laughs> don't worry about what his actual abilities are. He promises with a very large wink. That he is very stealthy. <laughs> if they can't see you, they'll smell you. Excellent, excellent. Uh, now, with this, there is... Um, we're going to do a short stretch. And so, I need you guys to do uh, a couple of things here. The first one is that I need you to each roll your skill that you've just chosen. Ah, I'm really sorry uh, I, about this, guys. I failed hard. Uh, I got a normal success. Oh, man. I and failed I was... by 49. Oh. oh, wait. I succeeded, and I got... I guess it technically... It's a crit success. Does it matter what crit it is? Does that make a difference? Because I got a 33... Am I, I needed to roll under a 35. I thought it was 30, but I have the ability to give me plus 5 to anything I don't have a rank oh, in. So that I don't is have a, a rank in stealth, so... Yeah, so that is a uh, that is a critical success then. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I failed real hard. Excellent. Well, uh, okay. Well, you know... Well, we're lost, but we're, we're not going to die. But we're happy, and yeah. no one knows where we are. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Harry told you he was stealthy. You should always trust him. Well, luckily for you guys... With uh, with Zamir, our character that Cade is playing, uh, he is going to encounter the first of what's called a fail 
forward roll. A fail forward roll is a cool little mechanic where it actually doesn't matter if you fail, you're still going to succeed at what you're doing, albeit with, you know, some sort of weird detriment. And so what's going to happen is Zamir's going to stick his head out the carriage and he's going to start yelling at the coachman being like, no, this direction, don't you know the sun's in your eyes and you must look at the trees and the, and the moss and what side it grows on and don't you see that the ground is damp to the east? And the, the coachman is going to just like, kind of like look at him and be like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? I don't understand. <laughs> and because of this, um, <laughs> Kay's character is going to think that they're lost, even though they're really not. And he is going to take a plus or a one D10 plus one peril test. Uh, so I got six, which is still under my first uh, peril threshold. Excellent. So nothing really bad happens for you. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the coachman's trying to ignore you guys. Uh, luckily, our survivalists and our, uh, what is the term again? Scout. The scout, thank you, have made sure to keep an eye out. And it doesn't appear like anything else bad is going to happen. Uh, however, as you mid your, or as you near your midday, uh, travel. I am going to have you all make a toughness test for road weariness. Hmm. I also find it amazing how well I scouted, considering all I've been doing is just hitting on BB the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy I've had the time to do both. Uh, I failed by failed. Four. Yeah, me too. Excellent. Uh, well, with that, guys, you are going to have to take. Uh, it is a one d ten. Plus one physical peril for road weariness. And if you yeah. succeeded, mm, don't worry. I failed as well. I one D10 one plus over. one. Oh, Sorry, that was one D10 plus one for physical uh, peril. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I am I'm over by a little bit, but still below the, uh, the next rank. All yeah. right, same. Okay, well, then you guys are going to go to the first level of peril, which is known as imperiled. Yeah. I succeeded. I had a four, which is three under my first threshold. You you are so just smitten, at least on the <laughs> surface with BB, um, that you just don't even worry about it. You're like, whatever, this, uh, this trek, it is what it is. Who has to mm -hmm. even worry? That's one of the best journeys I've had with such beautiful company. How could you be angry about it? Come on. <laughs> Excellent. There you go. Doing there card tricks, just having a great time. Perfect. Well, you guys do manage to stop about midway, and uh, Max says, Ah, excellent. We're going to have a break for some for some light luncheon. Everybody, get on out, stretch your legs, make sure you, uh, you know, have a little bit to eat. And he, he mentions that there's some sandwiches at the back of the carriage, and, you know, just wants you to kind of just take it easy for a little bit. Perfect. And the the coachman starts to eat his lunch up on top, and he you can tell he just wants to get the trip done with. Andre, however, uh, finds a finds a rock nearby and begins to just sit and kind of rub at his knees and calves. Um, yeah, I guess. 
I guess Harry's gonna go up and talk to Andre. What do I want to talk to him about? I gotta kind of think about that for a second. I think I just want to go and ask him how he has enjoyed his work so far. Like, is he, is he happy with his employment? Mm-hmm. Did they treat you well? Is it is it good pay? Yeah. Uh, so he he very um he very easily starts talking with you. You know he he is almost of the mind that if you're gonna be there together, you might as well talk. And you know he he mentions, that. well, I've I've only worked for Maximilian for a short amount of time. Uh, I was hired at the beginning of the summer, and uh, you know I kind of just make sure that the town is safe and that uh, everybody's looked after. That's that's kind of my story. And, uh, you know, he has a shoulder-length brown hair and a, a mustache and an earring. And he, he very much looks like a sellsword, like he is somebody who's mm-hmm. paid to just be muscle. Nice. Uh, any more interesting employment before this? Well, I, I was... You know, in the wars before this, uh, fighting for the empire, and uh, I don't know. Got a when it all ended, I just felt like I needed to settle settle down somewhere, and it brought me to Vorberg. And I, I, I suppose there's not much to tell. No, I respect it. I think some soldiers need to just you know keep fighting for the rest of their lives. But why? Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna bound to take a you know an arrow at some point. Might as well at least make it worth it. You know, have a place worth defending. Well, absolutely, you know, you hate to take one to the knee. Yeah. <laughs> you know. If I overhear that, I would have yelled back that it's better to die a death worth writing tales about than to die in bed of old age. <laughs> He's a little extreme. Don't don't worry about him. You can see, like, he just wears, like, a lot of things. I think he says he killed them all. I think he bought them, personally. I can't be sure. <laughs> That's fair, that's fair. They're uh, well sewn, so he's either got a good seamstress or he purchases his items. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. And, uh, well, I guess that's all I really have to tell you about about that. Uh, I guess, for your part, once we find the the bride token, and you'll be headed back to Swansea, is that the plan? Uh, I mean, as far as I've been told, that was generally the plan. I don't see any reason to defer from that too much. That's fair. Well, if you are looking for work, Maximilian is hiring as of late. He's trying to trying to build the town back up to supposedly a former glory. And uh, he's hired lots of foreign workers. I'm sure he could find something for you to do. That's interesting. Interesting. And you said you don't have any issues with him as an employer, so... No, he, he's fair. He pays well for the work. Bit of a wheeler and dealer, which I must say that I don't really care for, but when the work is right, how can you complain otherwise? Mm-hmm. Gotta feed yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, right, yeah. I uh, I think I've best go relieve myself before we get headed back. Never and he, a bad idea. He, he does take off, and... You know, for the rest of you, you can see that Maximilian is uh, sitting with Helena and speaking quietly while BB kind of sits nearby and uh, might look a little put out that she's not directly into the conversation, (laughs) but they're, you know, sitting in the shade of the carriage. I'm going to be, like, scouting around and looking for any, like, random wild supplies. 
things like berries, herbs, deer, etc. Sure. Well, I mean, um, why don't you make me? Uh, would that be a survival roll? Do you think? I would think so. Yeah. Why don't you do that? Passed this time. I rolled a nine, actually. So that's like a. No, that's really good. It's only 20, 20 above, so a hard success. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, you managed to uh, forge some berries and things like that. You can tell that this part, you know, without going too far into the woods, isn't really where you're going to find a lot of game or things like that. But yeah, some delicious red berries. Cool. Make them into mead someday. <laughs> Excellent. And what about Zamir? Um, so Zamir's gonna just kind of go around the party and just kind of make sure that everybody is, uh, is doing okay, doesn't have any, you know, I guess, like, injuries or anything, any kind of ailments that he might be able to help with. Um, he's predominantly a surgeon, but he does have some, like, basic first aid, so, um, anybody that, you know, splinters from the carriage or, like, you know, rolled ankle or any, like, coughs or anything like that, just kind of general people upkeep i guess sure why don't you make me a scrutinize sure uh, just make sure i know which stat that is it's perception is it? okay uh, so i got a uh, arduous success i rolled a six perfect out of perfect so um you look around and you do see that bb appears to be uh kind of massaging the soles of her feet and she is a few feet away from helena and maximilian and so do you make your way over to her to try to see if anything's ailing her sure yeah i'll go over and see you know if she's you know stepped on anything that you know might cause like an infection need to be bandaged up or uh just like sore feet in general just kind of check in make sure she's all right sure so you plop yourself down next to her and you know, kind of inquire into her and she replies no no i've just just got some sore feet from all the dancing last night and once i get home i'll be able to properly bathe and take care of myself and she she kind of looks at you not quite smittenly but with soft eyes when you had previously maybe seen that she was looking rather displeased with the whole affair hmm. all right well um I'll just kind of, like, you know, make light conversation then. Just kind of, you know, if she says she's not hurt, I'm not going to, like, oh, no, you're damaged. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, make some kind of light conversation. Like, oh, so, like, what is your uh, your relation to the rest of the our, our merry band of uh, miscreants here? Well, I mean, I was just Helena's friend, but now I've been hired on as her handmaiden, and... You know, I, I'll ensure the proper birth of uh, Maximilian's second son. If you uh, if you don't mind me saying so, you don't seem terribly excited by this. <sighs> well, I mean, what what can I say? <laughs> I just think that Helena could have had someone closer to her age, and maybe perhaps with less of a temperament. Maximilian is. Uh... Known for his temper, is he? Well, let's just say that he puts on a polite face, but he can be quite callous when he chooses to be. That is unfortunate and uh, distressing to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully that uh, with the, the birth of 
another son, he might uh, relax a little bit. One should hope. I know Helena's just happy that it should be a son, if it will be. That's what all the fortunes point to, at least. Well, that's good. Uh, you know, the the fortunes are important. Science is important as well, but uh, yeah. And I mean, like I said, you, you don't seem terribly happy in this position, but perhaps down the road you will be able to find a, uh, a partner that will be able to you know, take you away into another type of life that'll uh, be a little more appealing to you. Perhaps. Thank you. No problem. Well, I uh, I should probably go and make sure everyone else is all right. But um, you know, like I said, I I am uh, a man of medicine. So should you need anything, or if those feet continue to bother you, please don't don't hesitate to come reach out. <laughs> Perfect. Is there anything else you guys are wanting to look into before the carriage starts to get back up again? Um, Harry wouldn't mind going and trying to suss out if Maximilian is, you know, doing anything tricky here. Quickly, Mm -hmm. if possible. Okay. Um, So you can walk over to Maximilian. How do you start out your conversation? Um, I think we'll just come in, you know, nice and slow, just with a Congratulations on the marriage. Thanks for the invite. I know it was just a courtesy, and we're kind of, you know, just roped into this all together. But if you wanted to hit me up with a little bit of, you know, relative kindness, um, is there anything funny going on here? Do I need to be worried about anything? Why don't um, Why don't you give me some sort of uh, like fellowship role, like uh, a charm or disguise yeah. or something? Or sorry, not disguise, a guile or something. Yeah, um, and I can um, let you have it at a a plus ten because your family. Ooh, deadly! I mean, it doesn't really matter which one I roll because I have none in any of them. So I feel like that's probably like. Am I trying to charm them? I feel like that's kind of charm. Like I'm just like, hey, like you know. Let me in on the inside scoop, man. Do I need to be worried about it here, or am I just dropping this stuff off on the way back to... What's his name? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with a charm there. Oh, deadly. Okay, so that's a 17 under a, what would have been a 66. Perfect. Uh, so, <laughs> Max kind of laughs, and um, in, in this moment, you can almost tell that perhaps he's... A little bit um, more worried than he's letting on because he he says, well, a brave face is one thing, I suppose, but, well, since your family, I am worried about this whole affair. I mean, I really need this to succeed. I've... Well, you know the story of my family. The this is my time of restarting. I I need this business to succeed, and if it doesn't, well, I'll go under permanently. I can't restart a second time or at my age. I understand that. I'm struggling just with my first time back around. <laughs> well, perhaps you'll get there someday. Perhaps maybe stop sleeping around so much. That might help. <laughs> well, you know that is what got me here in the first place. You're probably right. <laughs> but you know what can you do um yeah well i have no problem making sure this goes smoothly like i get it you got struggles 
you know, I, I stand to gain from this. You know, I don't mind the pay by any means. Seems mm-hmm. fair for the work. So you, you, as far as you know, it was shipped out. There was no issues there, and you're just not sure what happened along the way. I, I. This is the first that I know of it, and I haven't. I promise, I have not tried to set this up for failure. Like I said, I need this for my livelihood just as much as he does. I tell you what, I, I, I tell you what, I'll make you a deal. If you return to Franz and everything's good. And if you put in an especially good word for me, I'll make it worth your while. And he looks at your companions and says, You can split it however you want, but um, I'll give you a bonus for putting in a good word and making sure that the transactions go through. I have no problem with that, as long as you know everything goes smoothly. Uh, I mean, I don't see any reason. We have no other major plans. We can... Easily detour around back to the city. Mm-hmm. Well, to your city, let me say. Perfect. Yes. Well, um, let's say, uh, Jaden, what's your fellowship bonus? Um, four. Let's say that if Franz is happy with the return and how expediently it is handled, four gold crown bonus to you. To ensure the business. I appreciate that. That's always a shrewd way to make sure the business goes smoothly. Put some skin in the game for both of us. Perfect. Exactly what I wanted. Now, I think with that, we should get going, shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. I believe so. And uh, he begins to usher everybody back into the carriage. Now, he does uh, look at the Andre and say... Um, (laughs) he does look at Andre and say well remember we need to do this quickly so keep an eye out and he heads back into the carriage himself and now uh, Andre does look at you guys and and he says well there's room for one one more up here if anybody would like to join us like sitting outside the carriage yeah yeah I'll sit outside the carriage perfect rather be out among the trees perfect perfect Um, Quickly, just before we all get into our seats, I would just let them know, like, hey, I talked to, um, oh god, now I'm blanking on his name and I should know it, Maximilian, jeez, yeah, I was talking to Max there, good old Maxi, and he offered us a little bonus to make sure this goes smoothly, if we can have, have this happen fast, he'll give us an extra three gold coins, that's an extra, you know, that's one apiece, and then we can split the two that the job pays us, that's it's more than bad. my shack costs. Yeah, well, I mean, that's each of us almost at more than doubling our take just for making sure this happens fast. Yeah, that works for me. Excellent. Do I at all need to, like, guile that fact that I said that I got three gold instead of four? Um, what is, what? what's your, <laughs> yeah. Apparently let's... not, because I didn't catch on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I said four. Didn't I say four? Okay. All right. Well, and, and this could go multiple ways. I could pocket the coin. I could say, hey, we got an extra bonus. And then I'm like, here you go, guys. I negotiated this for us and look I, good. 
I, I come out of this on the top no matter what. I feel like we'd be so enthralled by that amount of money that we wouldn't even ask questions. Yeah. yeah. And That's I'm going to say, from my judgment, um, they, they weren't there. So they have no mm-hmm. idea what happened. So them hearing three, I agree with uh, Jody. They're just ecstatic for the money. Awesome. That's fair. I also I, like how that played out. I appreciate everyone thinking about that logically. <laughs> yeah. No one would. That seems fair that you no, guys wouldn't no. question it. Like, yeah. we're having yeah. a good time. You, I invited you guys to a wicked wedding. Come on. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, to us, that's such an astronom- astronomical amount of money that, like, if someone's like, I'm going to give you $12 million and you told us that you got $10 million, yeah. no one's going to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Did she like- <laughs> even be mad or is that just a finder's fee? I'm fine. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> um, okay. Quick question: How far along is Helena? Because uh, I assume, like, I'd probably be able to tell. She'd be able to be just like just showing. So you know, around okay. that like three month mark. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, after lunch, the terrain quickly turns into rolling hills, and the forests become thicker. It becomes uh, late afternoon as you guys left a little bit later than you wanted to. Um, but from what Andre keeps saying to Emrys, it's not much further. But all of a sudden, Jody, Emrys is going to need to make a... Uh, he's going to have to make a 1d10 plus 1 peril check. Oh, okay. Uh, passed. Excellent. Up ahead, you notice a pretty disastrous wreck on the right-hand side. And Andre is going to tell the coachman to stop a little distance away from what you can see. And Andre immediately drops down and opens up the carriage door and pulls Maximilian out and begins, begins whispering. And I'll need anybody who wants to listen to make an eavesdrop check. I did I, not succeed. I do not I mind. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah. I failed as well. Well, none of, the, none of the passengers inside here, but Jody Emerus knows exactly what conversation is happening. Oh, okay. Up ahead, you see what appears to be a slaughter. It is a battlefield. I... There is three wagons with all of their horses butchered and all around them lie the corpses of about a dozen people peppered with short black fletched arrows and you can tell from this far away that you probably won't find any survivors however you also know immediately that this is most likely the bride token now Maximilian turns to Andre and you, Emrys, and says, Listen, I need you. I need you to look ahead. I need you to scout it and find it. You can take your other men with you if you need, but the ladies cannot know about this. We can draw the curtains, and we can drive right on by once we're done. But I need you to just see if anything remains. I give him a wink and I say, ah, I thought there was never going to be any action and I pull out my axes and jump off the wagon. And Andre opens up the door gently and says, Harry, Zamir, I, I need your help. Uh, there's a blockage in the road. We just need to clear it before, you know, 
we can pass through it. A, a log, it appears, <clears throat> has fallen. Sure thing. No problem. Harry's gonna just ask, how big of a log? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say big enough that we need some uh, extra fingers, if you know what big I mean. Big enough they need five of us. <laughs> Alright, and as everyone approaches, I'm gonna need you all to make resolve checks. Um, I actually don't have to. Because I have the indifference trait, um, which says that when viewing blood-soaked and viscera scenes of death, I always succeed um, and don't suffer any corruption because of the fact that I'm a, a surgeon. I've seen this. So. Fantastic. Wow. Well. <laughs> in some bad places. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I messed up a lot in the early days. I've yeah. seen some stuff. <laughs> Piles of bodies, whatever. I uh, passed mine. Yeah, I succeeded as well. Excellent. Well, that means that you guys do not need to suffer from stress, which is good because I would have had to look up that. And uh, yeah, this just saves us time. <laughs> uh, however, it is one of the um, the the common detriments that your character could come across, such as intoxication. Uh, one would be stress, and it most likely just deals with uh, peril and adding to uh, mental anguish to your peril track. Um, but uh, certain ones have worse damages against your peril track. You know, like one regular one might be a, a 1d10 plus one. But sometimes with these uh, maladies, they'll just actually be a straight up like, oh, you failed one time? 3d10 plus three. You know, uh, some are obviously worse than others. Uh, however, as you guys walk up, um, I am going to have you guys do some checks for um, investigation. Um, but first of all, what everybody can see upon investigating is that the arrows are crudely made with viciously barbed iron heads. Most of the people have been shot to death. And they have only partly stripped the weapons and armor, while money and valuables have been largely left behind. There are no other corpses than those of the guards. Andre looks around and says these are all guards he employed to bring the bride token to Swansea. Furthermore, he says that very, very curious. Heinrich Truman should have been with this. His body isn't here. I, I don't understand. Like he's He's our local bailiff and Vorberg and he was supposed to lead this travel. How much the, does he get paid? Well, I, I don't know. That would be between him and Maximilian. Maybe not enough. The wagons themselves are still laden with the bales of hemp. There's been no attempt to steal the goods. Um, so they, go ahead. They just took their weapons? It would appear so. <laughs> and lastly, until you uh, investigate more thoroughly... Um, Andre states that the convoy should have set out early to make it to Swansea in time for the wedding. Um, it's, it's very strange that they were stopped so close to Vorberg. They would have taken place in broad daylight. I ask what he knows about, like, uh, any bandits or highwaymen in the area. Uh, well, there's been nothing of, of late, um... Something like this hasn't been seen in 
many years and long before I lived here. Um, can I take a look around and see if there's any signs of, um, so like we said that there was, was Heinrich, Henrik, um, like said that he, his body is missing. Um, can I see if there's any like signs of, uh, like potentially him being dragged away or anything like that? Or if there's just nothing and it's more likely he left on his own accord. Sure. Um, you could either make a warfare test or a survival test. Um, Okay, because under, like, perception, so, like, one of my focuses is discern details. Um, so I'm not sure if that would apply for this um, um, in some way. And if so, what kind of role that would be. Because I also forget how focuses work, I won't lie. One sec. Okay, so with the focuses, uh, it is a, a mechanic where if you were suffering from any peril track, um, I guess, penalties, you would be able to ignore them. Uh, Cade, your character is not experiencing any peril track yet, just yet, are you? No. Okay, so there won't be any sort of bonus given there. Uh, there is something called skill synergy, though. And the way the skill synergy works is if you had more than one skill that you thought you could use at this time, you could choose whatever your best one is, and then add a plus 10 because you have another skill that could be equally as useful here. So with this, like if you had, say, survival and warfare, or if you had um, scrutinize and... You know, something that you could add on top of whatever role you're making now, you could add an extra plus 10. Yeah, I've got nothing relevant, so. Okay, do you, uh, do you have awareness and scrutinize? I have just awareness. I don't have scrutinize. Okay, okay. Well, um, in that case, why don't you roll me an awareness and see what you could find? Uh, I failed hard, so. Okay, so you you know yourself like you are you're a doctor, but you know warfare was an entirely different part of it. You know you you may have helped heal people, but uh, you weren't there for the the real battles and things like that. And so you're kind of just looking around and trying to trying to just make sense of it all. Uh, and in that case, uh, let's go to some of our other characters. Uh, I'm. <clears throat> no, go ahead, Jaden. Oh, I was just gonna say, have we even looked to see if the um, what you call it is still there? The bride payment? What's it called? The hemp. Uh, right? It's all still the there. Yeah, they said that. Yeah, the yeah it's all still there. still there. Okay, yeah. the bride token is still there. I just heard that the money was still there. I thought that implying like the coin purses of the guys were still there, not the actual mm. token. Now, uh, Jody Emrys, he, he has a, a military career in his past. Uh no, uh he's a was a beast slayer in like the uh the wildlands. So okay. uh he has combat experience, but it's against like wolves and bears and does he have hand creatures? Uh, a little bit, yeah, one rank. Why don't you give me a roll in that? Okay. A solid pass, hard pass, no challenging pass. Sorry. Okay, uh, well, you noticed that the horses were hobbled by gin traps that were laid in the in the pile of leaves on the road. Um, 
you also notice that uh, the arrows themselves, they're, uh, they're a bit of a crude build. And why don't you give me a, a standard scrutinized test? Mm, failed on that one. Okay. Um, you notice that they, they aren't well built, but you're not quite sure what could have built them. Okay. Um, do I see any, like, remnants of, like, tracks or anything near where the traps were set to indicate where the people would have been hiding or going? Um, why don't you give me a survival test? And it can be, uh, plus ten. Well, in that case, it's a pass. Okay. Uh, well, you see that the attackers appear to have come from the woods, roughly from the direction of the village, um... And return the same way. Uh, you're not like they're long gone, but um, you know you can tell that the the tracks seem to lead that way. Okay. Well, I'll relay that to everybody else. And, and Andre kind of shouts back. Remember, we protect the carriage first. Jaden, what's Harry doing? Um. Know what he'd be doing at this point. We know they're kind of away. Not much else. We kind of know. I guess I would be like probably taking the. No, that's that's a little aggressive. I don't want to touch any of the money. I was gonna say I'd probably take that over to buy like the cart so that we could just you know at least go and defend our two most key things instead of you know being here and leaving the cart more or less undefended. There's not a lot of gain to be standing here if we can't figure out anything else. All we needed to do was get the bridal gift back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's gonna want to. He's gonna need to know that his like guards all got killed, but he said we'd get a bonus if we did this fast. Yeah, I'm one of those. Just... You want good news or bad news first <laughs> situations? Yeah, I think we should haul. I think we should haul this stuff back, and we should talk to Maximilian, see what he thinks about what's going on, and we can make a more deliberate plan of attack. I don't think we know enough right now to go anywhere and. Who knows, if he just wants to keep rolling, then what's even the point of figuring out what's going on? Yeah, and if he wants us to go and deal with, you know, these raiders in whatever way, maybe we can uh, push for a little more gold, because clearly the stakes just went up. (laughs) I dig your shrewd business acumen. Look, man, bandages aren't cheap. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. As you're standing around trying to assess the situation Jody Emrys feels a, a rumbling underneath one of the horses next to him and out all of a sudden pops a clawed hand kind of reaching at you and you hear a and uh, shit it's a zombie apocalypse game now <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to initiate some combat now because you're right there um emrys is going to have a surprise round on this we do have an initiative order that we set in the last episode and so our initiative will be harry followed by emrys followed by zamir however because of the positioning of emrys this turn uh, he is going to get a, sur- a surprise round, whereas everybody else will not. So, Emrys, you can tell that this thing is hostile and it is coming for you. 
is it like trapped underneath the dead horse or yes but not to the extent that it will stay there it is kind of pulling itself out and what is it can i tell um you could make a quick check if you wanted to and sacrifice your surprise round Mm, i'd uh, prefer to just strike (laughs) okay well then you can roll your combat and you can add 1d6 bonus to it so you'll be able to roll 2d6 for your damage okay uh i succeeded on the combat check perfect and then so 2d6 fury dice plus the seven damage yes so 16 total excellent it is slain it doesn't look like it was uh having too much health on it we're gonna explain what just happened there because it was very very quick Uh, combat is uh actually pretty simple in terms of um the structure of it so it does have the the combat value um plus a skill roll um skill rank if you have it um so what jody was able to do is he rolled his cb plus a die and add them together to see his success and then damage itself is just a a d6 plus his combat bonus is that correct jody uh yes well the damage is uh the fury dice is the d6 part which it says is added on to every melee weapon or ranged weapon attack um and like the damage itself was determined by your combat bonus right so that's kind of your like base, the base damage yeah 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 and then of course because it was a surprise round um and jody had the drop on him he was given an extra d6 fury die if he had rolled a six on either one of those it has a mechanic that's called explosion and he is able to draw uh, roll another d6 on top of that and following that if he keeps rolling d6s he can keep rolling damage it is a true explosion and just keeps going however this thing is dead and it doesn't appear like anything else is going to attack what kind of a creature is it uh could you make me some sort of roll to get any information on that uh yes what do you want i am thinking that i just have the my like trait the slayer's path after i've defeated a creature i then get the um fury die bonus against their like type oh that's cool um make me a a folklore roll success great success so you're not you're not quite sure what this thing is you haven't seen it again before um but it is not human it looks human-esque um but you're you're not quite entirely sure. You think it might be what's known as a a a boogan, but um, you're you're not really too sure. All right. Okay. Well, I don't know what it is, but I've killed it now, so I know how to kill it again. <laughs> and Andre looks taken aback, and he says, "We don't have time for this. The the they didn't take it initially. I doubt they will now. Let's get back to the carriage. Tell Max, and let's go." And with that, he ushers you all back in. Max whispers to Andre that they'll speak when they get to the town. And I'm at a coffee, so let's get a refill. Hey there, friends. It's Ruin, and I'm here with Cade. 
Hi, I'm still Cade. We're just here to say thanks for giving us a shot and uh, listening. During our refill, we wanted to take a moment on top of that to say we've got some social media. You should check it out. Join us in some conversation. And while you're at it, maybe hit that subscribe button. Yeah. If you'd like to take a little bit more time, we would really appreciate it if you could rate and review us on whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. Uh, it helps us immensely with the mystical algorithms created by the elder gods of social media. And uh, it helps us push the show to more people. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun doing this, and we hope you are too. But we'd like it if more people could join us, so go ahead and do those things. We also have an email address. You can shoot us an email at cantripsandcoffee at gmail.com. If you want to maybe suggest your favorite coffee or your favorite tabletop system that we haven't tried out yet, we're always looking for more suggestions and would love to hear some from you. You may have also noticed that we're running out of topics on our side table conversations, so maybe shoot us a question that we could talk about there. As an added bonus, you can also look forward to some contests that we have up and coming. Trust me, they're going to be worth just hitting that little subscribe button. There's also some pretty cool collaborations that we're working on with some uh, some other content creators. It's an exciting time here in the Natural 20, and uh, we want to make it as exciting as we can for you as well. So with that, we're going to jump back into the show. All right, we are back and well caffeinated. So as the carriage takes off and travels a little bit of a distance... You guys begin to see the front gates of the town of Vorburg. Curiously enough, uh, they are shut, even in the day. While night is coming, you wouldn't expect to see them this way right now. As the carriage pulls up, Andre immediately jumps down, where he is met by a watchman. Would anybody like to eavesdrop? Yes. Uh... Jody, Emrys can have this with a, uh, a an easy, so a plus 20, because he's sitting on top at the front. Okay, cool. I'll roll two. Yeah, that plus I 20 f- gives me a pass. I, uh, I failed um, by 53. Uh- <laughs> this is why your boy sits outside. <laughs> So, uh, Emrys, you, uh, you hear as the following exchange happens. Andre looks at the watchman and says, Why are the gates shut? What's happened? Do you know anything about the, the attack back there? And the watchman says, The attack we didn't see. But there's something more disturbing I'm not allowed to talk about. Just know that Maximilian must meet... With his son, we have drawn the gates shut for our protection. It has been this way since early in the week when the attack was made. We haven't, we haven't been told to go and get the uh, the recovery of the bride token for fear of endangering the rest of the town. But we will reopen for you, and I trust that you have Maximilian with you. And Andre says, yes, of course, he's come back because he's worried about, well, I imagine you can tell what he's worried about. And the, uh, the watchman says, well, go on in and may I suggest that you begin trying to set a proper guard and proper watch for the whole town. 
And Andre says, leave it to me, I will. And hops back up where he has the the coachman take the carriage directly to um, the the largest house in the town. And you guys, as you're, as you're going through, you don't encounter very many people in the square or anything. It is a very small settlement. Um, there isn't much going on. If you look around, you can see that there appears to be a, a long, almost like bunkhouse. Uh, there is a, a church. There is the, the large, um, the large house that you've drawn up to. There is an inn called the Cowardly Orcs, and there is then just various housing that are pretty nondescript. As the carriage pulls up, uh, Maximilian kind of uh, flies out of the carriage, should we say, and grabs for Bibi and Helena and says, Well, uh, we should get you inside and well-rested, I'm sure, with the the baby. You, you need... Extra rest. Yes, let's go. Let's go. And he kind of hurries them inside without stopping. But as soon as he's inside and the door is shut, uh, it actually reopens and out walks uh, a younger man. Um, and he approaches, he approaches Andre right away. And you can see that Andre almost, um, with a little bit of spring in his step, goes quickly towards this man and he probably doesn't look any more than 25 but they have a very quick conversation um can i have you guys make um let's say an awareness check Ooh, fail uh, i got a challenging success good i failed perfect um Cade, you notice that uh as andre is talking to this person um he is very close, pressed uh, like close together, um, with very little space between them, and he has a hand on the shoulder, and they're speaking very, very intimately. And with that, um, Andre kind of pats the shoulder and the back, and then hurries off into the house after Maximilian. And this this new person approaches you and says. Hi, uh, my name's Waldman. Um, I, I see that you've already met the town security, Andre, and of course you know my father, Maximilian. Uh, I'm told that you're his new workers. Um, are you here to stay long? Uh, truth be told, we're, we're not too sure. We, uh, we were hired to see about the, uh, the, the bridal token. Um, and I mean, we found it, uh, not under the circumstances that we were expecting. Um, since then, the, the priority has just been making sure that everyone got here safe. Um, we're not really sure what Maximilian's plans are for us moving forward. Um, whether or not our, our role has changed any, or if we'll just be purely recovery from the accident. I see, I see. Um, well, uh, my, my father very quickly said that I'm to put you to work. Uh, he mentioned something about a bonus. I'll, I'll be honest, it it was very quick. He seemed to be rather distressed, and I can understand why, but I will need your help right away if you'll come with me. And he kind of, without even waiting, starts to walk in towards the, the <coughs> west. Or, sorry, the, the east. The east gates. I assume we follow. Yeah, let's roll. Yeah. Okay. So, um... 
he leads you out through the east gates and um as soon as you're out there i need everybody to make a resolve test standard Oh, pass by the skin of my teeth. By that's an exact match. I uh, I super passed. Yeah, I mid passed. Perfect. As you each go through the gates, you see a startling sight before you. There are two scarecrows out in the field, and on them are the bodies of an older man and a young boy. And Andre. Sorry, not Andre. Waldman stops and says, I'm sorry that you could not see a better sight upon your arrival to our town. I assure you it's not always so bleak, but this is how we found them. We assume it happened after the attack. We, uh, we need to get the bodies down and pull them into the town. And I suppose you're expecting us to do this. Well, um... <laughs> I would like it to be done delicately, and since there are four of us, of course I will help you. Who were they? Uh, well, the man, his named Heinrich. He was the town's mm-hmm. bailiff. And the boy, and with this, can I get a... An, oh, um, let's go with a scrutinize. Uh, no, I extremely failed. Okay, got a 93. I got a normal success. Okay. So Emrys notices almost like a, a a more painful expression on Waldman's face when he looks at Dieter versus a more hardened expression when he looked at Heinrich. And he says, the boy is Dieter. He was Heinrich's son. I can't imagine what his mother must be going through right now. And uh, uh, how, how old does the boy look? Sorry. Uh, he's nine. Okay. Oof. Mm-hmm. Um. So then I ask, so so Heinrich was supposed to be, um, you know, with the uh, the package coming down. Was uh, was Dieter along for the ride, or was he home, or how did they end up here? Um, he often, Heinrich often brought his son. He mm-hmm. claimed it would harden him, turn him into a man. And what do we have any idea who did this or what did this um let me see well it was the it was the mutants i i mean sorry my apologies i i i believe they were bandits um yeah bandits damn (laughs) x-men And copyright strike. <laughs> and Emrys, with your previous success, you you notice that that was a definite, definite slip up. Like he looks like he's quite, yeah. quite sorry to have messed up like that. And I I'd asked Andre about bandits earlier, and he said that they didn't have bandits around these parts. So I'd kind of like to press him on that a little bit. Sure. Uh, what, what kind of check would you like to make about that? Something like uh, interrogation. I guess that's okay. probably the best one. Yeah, I like that. Um, and tell you and what, say to him that I, I asked Andre about bandits here, and he said that you didn't really have trouble with them around these parts. So I'd like to ask you a second time if you know what did this. 
Why don't you make an and interrogation I'll roll. rule, and I'll give you it as a routine, uh, because you mentioned Andre. Yeah. Well, I failed it anyway. Rolled a 58. Okay. Um, he, he looks at you and says, well, Andre hasn't lived here long. Uh, he probably just hasn't heard the stories. Um, but let's, let's get these down. Um, you'll have to take the bodies to the church. The let's do it. The mother Enid is there <laughs> praying, and uh, so sure. you guys, you guys grab the bodies, and um, you you manage to just very delicately take them into the church, and uh, when you set them inside, Waltman looks at you and and says, "If you'll excuse me, I, I must go see what my father is up to." Uh, he'll want to meet and speak with Andre and myself. I know that he will want to tell you what to do, give you some sort of direction, but please, you must give us time. If it should be required, I will set up a, a or I, I have already set up some lodging at the Cowardly Orcs, if you'll need it. You'll need to at least sleep over the night so that you can make the trek back in the morning. Um, but I would suggest that perhaps you get acquainted with the town. I don't want to say that you'll be here for a while, but you may not want to rule it out, and knowing some friendly faces may help pass the time. And he well, leaves that's, you... That's... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, well, that's very kind of you for setting up lodging for us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, if you need anything else, I will be at my father's house. Uh, obviously, you can tell which one is the Steiger residence. And he leaves you, and you're standing inside... Uh, the church and you notice that there are um, a couple of people in there there is a woman who appears to be um, praying over the bodies and crying and you do notice uh, what appears to be a preacher or pastor um, standing off to the side with his head bowed um um then Harry's gonna walk up to the priest and um, just kind of ask, like, do you oversee a lot of these kinds of ceremonies? Is this common around these parts? Um, and the the man first looks at you and says, "I'm sorry, I'm not sure who you are, but my name is Pastor Wilhelm. Um, who who are you three, and what brings you here?" Uh, I am Harry, and these are my two compatriots, Zamir, and oh my god, I didn't write your name down again. I know it starts with an E. <laughs> Holy crap, I am terrible. Oh, what is it again? Uh, his name is Emrys. E-M-R-Y-S. And I uh, know that, because he has named Emrys. so many of his video game characters that. That's the truth. It's a good you solid name. You need one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jody, where does that come from? Uh, it's like the Welsh uh, translation of like Merlin's f- first name, I believe. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, upon your introduction, Pastor Wilhelm looks at you and says, Happen often? I don't know. And he kind of gets this like far off pained expression in his face. And he sighs and. Looks like he doesn't want to tell you, but is willing to. And 
12 years ago, there was an attack that looks quite similar to this one. They'll tell you it was bandits. I know it was not bandits. The mutants came, and Maximilian sent the women into hiding. We needed someone fast to get to Swansea to fetch help. And I volunteered. Thought I'd be a hero. And at this point, you can see his eyes start to well up with tears. I slipped out and managed to avoid the mutant guards and reached Swansea. But I still failed. I didn't know how many mutants there were, and I wasn't able to persuade the authorities to put together a troop. I was just a kid, not a politician. Eventually, a commander saw that I was a preacher of the God Emperor and recognized the brother in faith. I remember riding out in front, guiding this army, and thinking I'd be a big hero, but I wasn't. I was a fool. And he, he, with that final expression of, I was a fool, he looks very resolved by that. Like That is his stance of almost this bleakness of his own character. It's, it's a hard world, you know. We all want to be heroes, but rarely ever have the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. At least you fought well. Better to have tried than to have hidden like the rest. Some may say. But... This is the God Emperor's will. We failed him then, and he is punishing us for our failure. This is the day that has come. Um, while that's going on, I'll uh, go over to the wife and just, you know, offer my condolences. And she, uh, between sobs, she's... Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you. And uh, can you make me um, make me an awareness check? Um, regular success. Perfect. Just a standard. Yeah, you notice that she is probably around the same age as Helena. And again, her husband, although a corpse, was much older. Um, yeah. So I'll just kind of, you know, um, I I am a man of medicine, and if it is of any condolence, um, judging by what happened and their injuries, they they died quickly. And. She she looks at you and says, Doesn't matter. My little Dieter is dead. It's all my no-account husband's fault. I told him he was too young to go, but Heinrich wanted to make a man of him. A man? Don't make me laugh. Real men keep their wives safe. They don't go around beating everyone they want to control. And who's too weak to resist? Dieter was always looking out for his mama. Sounds like he was a uh, a good man in his own right already. Make sure you hold those memories, dear. And she she kind of just nods along. If you guys would wish to ask more questions of them, you you surely can. Um, I just want to you know pry for any information on the mutants. Like you clearly have had firsthand experience with them to some amount, and I fear that we may have a run in with them, even if it's just you know. However, this goes with the city, so I wouldn't mind knowing what I might be facing at some point. Well, I don't know what to say other than they're mutants. Uh, They're ruthless, they're crude, and they will take what they want. 
But if you're looking for how to fight back, I assure you of two things. The first is that Maximilian is a coward. He will not fight. Yes, He's we've weak. noticed this. Like most ambitious men, he has a lot to lose, and that makes him the most cowardice. The second thing I can tell you is he will, of course, pay for anything to be solved. And he, he kind of turns his head and he looks at the corpse and he says, Heinrich was my brother. Not a good brother, or a good husband or father for that matter. He was my brother nonetheless. I pray that his soul has found the rest it never had in life. That's all we can have for everyone. Mm -hmm. I'd like to ask if there is like some kind of a chief scout or a hunter or trapper or something like that around here that might have some like actual information on like where these things have come from. Mm -hmm. Um, So he he looks at you and thinks for a second. and he, he says, you may be able to find just general information at the cowardly orcs. I mean, all sorts of people will go in there. Uh, the laborers' quarters, again, general information, but nobody's been here long enough to really know too much. Your best bet would be to speak with Andre. Yes, I kind of thought he might be able to illuminate the situation. Mm-hmm. Well, if you... Have no other use of me. I must retire and make ready for closing of the church. And uh, seeing that you guys offer no other queries, he turns and walks just around, just casually, you know, closing up the benches, closing Bibles, things like that. Yeah. Okay, did, uh, did Zamir want to question Enid any further? Um, the metagamer in me wants to, but I feel like <laughs> Zamir wouldn't. Um, you know, she's, she's grieving and he'd probably just want to let her, let her have her time, not intrude. Excellent. Excellent. Well, with that, you guys, uh, should probably maybe go find some more people to talk to or spend some time, you know, until you're called upon. Um, where's our lodging at? The Cowardly Orcs. The Cowardly Orcs. Okay, so we gotta go there at some point. Mm-hmm. I always like a good tavern. Is there anything particular anyone else wants to check out? Uh, I want to talk to Andre at some point about, like, the actual information on these things. Because he has to know. I mean, but I don't know, it's can... like, probably nighttime right now. I also want to check out the murder scene again, or like where they were hung on the scarecrows. Uh, if you guys were wanting to check out the scarecrows, you'd probably best do it soon, as it is getting close to the gates closing for the night, and you won't be let out. Just like any standard town city protocol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can go check yeah. those out, and then, uh, we, like I said, it might be too late to check in with Andre tonight, but we can... Uh, at least have a little bit more ammo to uh, confront him with tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you could... Uh, you go back to the 
the scarecrow things and and you can see uh, the ropes are are very crude ropes um yeah i i think beyond that i would need some sort of uh scrutinize or uh warfare or something like that yeah i was thinking just to look around and see like where the uh like where they came to these from like where they dragged from the town and then like did is there any tracks leading back out in a way that's like somehow pointing in a direction as to where they might have come from sure um let's say that that could be i would say either a survival or a navigation okay uh would pass a survival check okay let's go with that then um yeah, you can you can tell by looking around that um, there are some tracks that go around to the from the the east side to the west side as if they skirted around the town to bring them here. You had previously heard that Heinrich was supposed to be in charge of the bride token, so yeah. that would suggest that they came from the scene of the accident right to okay. here. Okay, gotcha. Ooh, so this is like a intimidation display, like on an extra level. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's all I wanted to check out here. I mean, I guess on the the uh, rope, I want to take some of the rope um, and just see if there's any, like, uh, I don't know, other, like, things that they would have dropped whatever carried them here. It's probably already been combed over, but worth a check. At the very least, I'm going to take the rope. Uh, yeah, there would be, there would be um, some of the arrows that had been previously seen. Um, just kind of lying there from when you took the body down. Okay, um, well then I'll just want to snap ahead up one of the arrows and keep that in the rope. Sure. Yeah, you can absolutely do that. Okay, cool. Okay, and are you guys headed back into the town? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. Alright. Well, would you like to go to the Cowardly Orcs or would you like to go to the Laborers' Quarters? I think I mean, I'd like I... to check out the tavern. Wow. I was going to mm. suggest the you know, go see the sleep guys before they go to bed. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Tavern will be there later, likely. All right, lead the way. Sure. Okay. Okay. So you guys okay. head on over to the laborers' quarters, and just have to go there in my book. There we go. So uh, when you go in, you can see that it's a very flimsy structure. Um, it's been erected as dormitories for all the foreign laborers. Um, they're set ag- set up against the side of the palisade, um, away from the center of the village. Um, when not working or on duty, you can see that the laborers are here to while the time away, drinking, gambling, uh, sm- some small tables all over the place. Um, the surrounding palisade <coughs> is a standard wooden affair, uh, poorly maintained, you can tell right away. Um, most parts of the walkway... Um, along the inside, or most parts have a walkway along the inside, and um, it there are breaks in it, so it would mean that it would be impossible to walk along the entire thing. Um, but of course, there's ladders to clamber up, up and down to the different sections. Um, yeah, when you go in, uh, you can see that there are a, a couple of guys, you know, standing around or playing cards and things like that, and so you can feel free to ask or ask about 
Uh, Harry's gonna go up to the guys that are playing cards, and he's just gonna see if he can't, you know, get himself in on a little bit of the game. Just watch at the beginning to see what's going on. Get a feel for the area. Sure. Yeah, it seems to be a pretty uh, standard game of, uh, like, um, is it hearts? Yeah, hearts. Um, You know, so you're playing with one deck and kind of just throwing stuff in and seeing what comes out. Fair enough. Um... Yeah. Um, I don't know what I really want to go for with it. The the one what guy... What we come here looking for, really? Well, this is where, like, our room and board... Or, no, sorry, no, where's the, the tavern? The... Yeah. yeah wasn't, the... uh... Wasn't Emrys looking for, like, a... Like, trapper or, like, a local hunter? Uh, yeah, we pretty much got recommended Andre, though. I do have one um, question I'd like to ask the laborers. Sure. Um... I'd like to find somebody to ask whether there's like a certain side of the city that they do extra work on fortifying or that they're particularly worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you uh, kind of talk to the guy who's nearest to the entrance uh, just because it's convenient. And mm-hmm. he, uh, he says, yeah, I've been here a while. Uh, I don't really know. It's It seems like... It seems like this whole town has just been built really quickly. Like, it's been here for a while, but it's almost like they're just all of a sudden doing renovations. Um, not for any particular danger. The, the fact that this all happened, uh, you know, with those bandits, uh, just really seems kind of out of the blue. So it's not like I'm worried. To be honest, the town isn't really greatly um, prepared for any sort of attacks. Like It's not like they were expecting it. So... I mean, it's got kind of crappy, crappy protection all the way around. Yeah, it's, it seems to be the case. If these things could just get in and out without people noticing until it was too late. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I just wonder, like, are we even all safe here or, or, or what? All right, well, that's all I wanted to know. Okay. These guys would have very general knowledge about the town and the people in it. If you guys want to ask anything more, uh, otherwise, you know, like I don't know if you're going to get anything super specific, but um, they might know a couple things. Um, I'm just gonna go up to the guys that are playing cards and I'll say, one hand, if I come out on top, you just let me know who has the best connections in this place with the you know just around town kind of thing. You know, whoever's the most influential around here. Okay. Um, so they, they they deal you in, and, and um, why don't you... Is there a skill for that? There is gamble. Oh, well, why don't you make me a gamble? Yeah, I can do that. And, you know, you have a background in gambling, um, <laughs> so why don't you make it added... That's a polite way to put it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, these are your common... Uh, should we say lowborn gamblers and workers? So why don't you make it at an easy, so a plus twenty? Okay, that's good to me. I do not mind that. Oh well, that was really easy. I got a twenty-two, and it would have been like a seventy. Excellent. Two or seventy-one. So the guy that you're uh, you're talking to uh, starts to go through kind of the list of people. Well, I mean, obviously the the head guy is Maximilian. You know, the boss guy. Um, you know, he's influential, of course. He pays everybody. And I'll tell you, he pays fairly well for, you know, what we're doing. He's not bad. He he seems to want a job done. Um, 
And then, of course, there'd be, well, it would have been Heinrich, but uh, let me. what can I say? Good riddance to that guy. And he, the, guy the guys around the table kind of look a little lit like, oh, oh gosh, really? And, <laughs> Too soon. Yeah. And the, the guy that you're talking to is like, oh, don't act like you're all just all so upset all of a sudden. Like, who cares about sneaking ill of the dead? Listen, all I'm saying is we're workers, not slaves. And you know what? The way he treated his boy was not much better. I will say, it's a shame about the boy, okay? If there's anything to be sorry about, it's that guy. Now, after that, nobody else is really that influential. I guess the the next guy who's been here the longest would probably be, well, Heinrich's brother, Pastor Wilhelm. I don't know. He's a harmless drunk, really. Fun to share a pint with. Um, until he gets bitter and depressed, which is most of the time, and starts crying. But, you know, he seems to have sobered up today, though. So, I guess the moment not too soon. Okay. Well, you know, I was hoping that someone would have a little bit more to say about the town. But, I get it. You're all new here. Nothing, you know, nothing lost, I guess. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Jody, Emrys, uh, as he's kind of still standing with that one guy, he... He turns and says, if you're worried about a fight, um, we can fight on the Palisade if it comes to it. It's the safest option, but there's no way we're sticking our necks out for a stranger, you know? Like, no matter how fairly he's treated us. Yeah, I can understand this. Gotta keep it close. Only trust people that trust you. Jaden, were you wanting to do any other conversation with the guy? No, I don't feel like there's probably a ton more for me to gain if he doesn't seem to, you know... (laughs) Wanna, I was just thinking there might be someone a little bit more connected in this, you know, guild hallish kind of space. But they're all just new workers. They're all just new workers. What can I do? Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the one of the other guys who's playing cards is like, listen, if you're looking for information, we're not going to have it. There's going to be a few guys around here, but I don't believe half of what they talked about. You know, like. If they're so heroic, how come their women got snatched, huh? If you had a chance to marry over again, uh, though, I guess like they are, (laughs) wouldn't you pick a nice little thing like they're doing? I heard their wives got hidden away. Uh, Listen, we don't don't know too much. And the, the guy who was speaking ill of Heinrich speaks up and he's like, we haven't been around long enough, but rumors is that yeah, their former wives got hidden away in the hills, and, uh, well, they didn't come back. But 12 years later, you know, Maximilian, Heinrich, even Horst at the Cowardly Orcs, they all got pretty new young things. How recently? Well, Max was obviously just today, hmm. and, uh, well, Heinrich, let's see... Heinrich was a little bit further in the back, um, probably about eight and a half, nine years ago, and uh, I think Horst as well. Horst is uh, Horst is about ten years, I'd say. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Nothing to really gain from there. Not too much pattern. Um, hmm. And there's no one else in town that long. Um, as far as you know, is anyone? in the town been here for longer than say like 15 or 20 years uh, like we talking like who we talking men i 
just anyone that's lived here for, you know, like the majority of their lives that are over the age of 50. Well, I guess the only person I could think of other than those men would be Waldman. I mean, he's 25 years old. He's lived here the whole time. Um, and then... Be too young. Well, there'd be, there'd be Maximilian's sister, Betty. Yeah, she's, uh... Gosh, she's got to be almost 60 years old. Uh, and as far as you know, she's lived in town for longer than the, than the son, at least? I mean, it's Max's sister. Max has always lived here, so I can imagine that she has, mm. too. I wasn't mm. sure if he had been a part of the town or if he had, you know, achieved his mayorship at some, you know, other form of way. No, I, I believe it's mm. by birth. His family set up the settlement. Mm. Okay, okay. You know, you think I'd know that I'm his cousin and all, but <laughs> yeah. I don't pay that much attention to him, honestly, tell you the truth. He's a little big in his britches for me, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, I hear you. But he pays well, like you're all saying, so. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I appreciate all your guys' help, and I appreciate the, the you know, candor. No, for sure, for sure. Um, I guess maybe we'll see you on the work line, huh? Mm-hmm, maybe. Um, how many guys are sitting there playing cards? Uh, there was three. You were the fourth. Three? I'm assuming they're buying drinks at this place. They're not just getting them given to them for free. Uh, no, at, at, dorms. Yeah, at this place, they're, they're drinking whatever they have. A little bit, of, uh, little okay. bit of rock gut and stuff like that. Okay, well, I'm going to throw them a couple of, you know, bronze pieces for their time. I appreciate the help. Uh, and they uh, kind of lift them up acknowledgingly and say, uh, don't worry, maybe you'll get them back when we uh, go to the Cowardly Orcs later. Who knows? Who knows? And I'll like snap a deck of cards out of nowhere and then snap it back away. Nice, Blow nice. Blow some people's mind away with some, you know, hand magic. <laughs> he, they they kind of look admirably or at you or, you know, and kind of wave you off. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I'm just gonna, you know, see where my crew is and head back to wherever they are. Perfect. Oh. Perfect. All right. Well, with that, are you guys off to the Cowardly Orcs? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Well done. Excellent. Let's it, roll. We could use a drink. <laughs> it is beginning to get late at night. You guys can hear the gates shutting. Uh, however, when you go in, um, it, it's actually, you know... Not quite hopping, but it is fairly busy for the, you know, considering it's just nighttime now. Um, you can see the barman and what appears to be perhaps the, the wife, um, considering it looks like this is where they would also live, um, behind the bar, kind of helping people out. And then other than that, there is just, uh, I guess, your average crowd of of laborers who would be here instead of the quarters. Um, I'm going to go up to the barkeep and I'm going to slap down. I mean, I don't know if how hard you want to play by prices, but apparently a cup of ale is three brass pieces. So I'm going to slap down nine and buy three drinks. Excellent. Excellent. Now, are you trying to drink them Thank for, you. Thank you. you know, to get... To get intoxicated, to use the the game terms here, or are you just trying to uh, appease the barman? I mean, the general point was that I was going to drink the three, but I guess I could give it to my friends if they were assuming that I bought them drinks. I forgot that you triple fist, so I just said thank you. 
<laughs> okay, I'll slap down another three more or another six more and buy them each a drink. <laughs> okay, so you're getting intoxicated. Yes, All right. my goal is to get drunk. Okay, well, we're going to say that there's, uh, they're not going to get drunk off of those unless <laughs> nope. uh, they try. <laughs> but uh, Jaden, uh, let's say that Harry is going to have to make me uh, an intoxication roll there. So um, go, go with a toughness test. I believe oh, that's what see, we that's... use, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that sucks because I have a rank in toughness, so it makes it even harder for me to get drunk. But I want to get drunk. That's the whole point of this. <laughs> yeah, but that's so like, gonna... that's just it. Like, that's science. You've been drinking for so long that it just doesn't work as effectively. That's a good point. I don't get to choose when I get drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going <laughs> to do. The liquor chooses you. Yeah. He's going to pull his fancy <laughs> three cup drink where he pours, like, you know, the top cup into the next cup into the next cup, and then he drinks out of the bottom one until they're all gone. Um, oh, nice, and I did fail. 71. <laughs> yeah, failure! Mm. <laughs> Alright, uh, one sec while I just double-check what the roll for that is. For your intoxication level. I want to be a friendly drunk so I can chat people up. I'm looking for hazards. See Harry. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, is a picture of Harry. Yes. Okay. Well, to be fair, that was gonna be um, it was gonna be pretty crappy. So there would have been a, a a harder roll, but you already failed it, so it doesn't even matter. Uh, you are gonna have to add three to your damage threshold. Nice. Uh, so you're you're gonna be able to take a better hit because you're wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also going to do 3d10 plus 3 physical peril, and I also yeah. need you to add one corruption. Oh yeah, I keep getting these corruptions. I'm locking these in. That's my second one in this session, or in this second session. So one per session. <laughs> yep. Oh, recording! Cade, make note of that. That sounds stupid now. <laughs> Uh, 3.55. Good. You can totally leave it, but that was really dumb Space-time continuum is broken. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, okay, so where am I on my threshold? 10. Oh, God, I got 20. Oh, man, I'm on the third tier of it. I got three. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That is not ideal. This was not a good idea to get this drunk just for plus 10 to charm for people that probably don't know anything. (laughs) <laughs> and as a reminder that doesn't wear off for 24 hours. you cannot regain peril for 24 hours it's about mm. 8 p.m 7 p.m somewhere in there so yeah, yeah. good luck all of tomorrow yep. good let's luck. hope that they're gonna take a little longer to figure things out um because yeah i'm now ignoring two skill ranks <laughs> Probably the entirety of the rest of this batch, you are going to be in peril. (laughs) All right. Well, as you guys are uh, drinking, some of you more heavily than others, uh, the barman Horst uh, introduces himself and he says that his wife is Lisa Lot and uh, says, What brings you to town? I kind of got drug here. You know, we were just, you know, circumstance, weddings, murder, mysteries, and then you're here. What do you do about it? But we have some rooms here, we've been told. Oh, um, you must I'm be the Harry. ones that uh, that Waldman set up. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yep. I'm Harry. This is Zamir and Emrys. I actually remember his name now. I'm drunk enough to remember it. <laughs> That's how cyclical this is. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're just we're mostly here to hang out for the night and get some rest. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I'm sure the day will be hopping tomorrow, so celebrate tonight. Well, I don't know about celebrating. It's a bit of a somber tone. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, yes, it was horrible what happened. Bandits probably trying to snatch what they can, scare us into giving up more. It, mm-hmm. it won't work. We've survived worse. Much worse. Yeah, bandits. That's that's. I've heard a lot about that. Um, if you don't mind me asking, how long have you been in town? Um, all my whole life. Yes, my whole life. And so you say bandits. Is this a common reoccurrence? Do these bandits come, you know, every so often? Uh, yes. Well, I suppose 12 years ago we had a worse attack. Mutants came. We all thought we'd had it. I was a younger man then and wanted to fight it out. But Heinrich said that we had to hide the women folk first. I said it was too much of a risk, but Max agreed, and his first wife, Johanna, led them up to the old hill road. There's a cave there at the top of the Horned Monk. The road was overgrown and impossible to find, so he'd reckoned that the mutants would never find them there, and they'd survive even if we were overrun. Pastor Wilhelm went for help. We didn't know whether he got through, but we fought as long as we could. I killed 20 of them myself. Finally, Max had the idea of bluffing the orc's big boss about help coming. And what do you know, the old dog did it. The mutants ran for their very lives, and that's where my that's why my inn's named what it is, the Cowardly Orcs. Pastor Wilhelm got back the next day with some troops, and we all went to collect our women. Unfortunately, they were all gone. I was lucky. My dear old mom had already passed, and I wasn't yet married. But Max lost his wife and little baby daughter. Pastor Wilhelm never forgave himself. It's a tragic Uh, event for the whole town to go through. Yeah. Indeed. It was the, the worst thing I think we've ever been through. And even after that, they leave the walls so sparsely defended. Well, I I do believe that for the longest time, Max just didn't have the help, nor the industry. He wasn't always a hemp dealer. Um, that came about afterwards. He'd had money, but nothing to really do or trade. And so, you know, I feel like it's only about now that we've been able to fully recover. Um... You've never heard any, you know, stories of any of these kind of things happening before this 12 years event seems, you know, specific. Not that I can recall. Nothing in my lifetime, nor I would feel the ones before us. Uh, I'm sure my parents would have told me stuff, but no, no. Well, that seems fair. Of course, that was, you know, that that was before. There was a lot of chaos back 12 years ago. With all the fighting out in the east, and we just seem to have hit a stroke of bad luck, I think. 
That's fair. Um, do you know how long Vorberg has been around for? Uh, I would say four generations prior. Awesome. Well, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Well, me personally, I don't know about my friends, but I know you have other patrons to handle. Um, I appreciate the conversation. I will mm-hmm. come by and grab some more drinks at some point. Certainly, certainly. And uh, you can see that uh, Lisa Lot is, you know, uh, amongst the crowd, making sure they're all refreshed and um, getting what they need. But she does kind of pause every once in a while to just look around and examine. Examine what? I don't know. <laughs> just <laughs> oh, just like like to look around at the patrons and things like that, oh, right? Make okay. again, making sure everybody is taken care of. And uh, do you guys do you guys sit down? Do you go to your rooms? Like, what is it that you were wanting to do right now? I mean, my guy's pretty drunk, so he's probably gonna hang out for a little <laughs> bit, just kind of get a general feel for the room, be very you know social, and just kind of meet whoever he can along the way. Mm-hmm. I'll scope it out and sit on the back wall and see if anyone looks out of place or shifty. Okay. Um, do you want to do an awareness check? Sure. sure. Mm, passed by nine. Yeah, it, it seems like everybody, I mean, everybody seems to be relatively well off. You can see that any of the women that are in the town are fairly young, but um, any of the men uh, are, are either a little bit older or um, look like they're the foreign workers and things like that. But uh, upon seeing you guys sitting down and scoping things out, uh, Lisa Lot does come over, and she says, "Well, hello again. Uh, can I refresh your drinks?" So not pricey. for me, thank you. Yeah, I'll no, take not another for three. Me. <laughs> <laughs> He'll throw the coins her way. He'll take another three for sure. Okay, so she her take a leg of mutton though. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can. I can get some food and things like that. And so she kind of goes. She goes off and she prepares everything. And, and before too long, she does come back and she stops things off. And and she she looks at you three and she says, uh, "Hey, you don't look like the normal laborers that we get around here." We're uh we're from out of town. We uh recruited by uh Max or uh, Maximus Maximilian Max. Oh oh Max. Maximilian, yes, he. Maximilian, he's a good man. He's a pretty good leader. Although I will say that he couldn't do a thing without my horse. If he had listened to a bit more and not to that tyrant Heinrich, we might not be in this mess. What do you mean? Uh, about Heinrich? Oh, I don't know. I'll tell you one thing: my husband never beat a woman black and blue. Yeah, we've uh, we've heard from a few people that. Uh... Heinrich had quite the temper. Yeah. Well, listen, I know I know it's not right to speak of the ill, but he was a bastard to the core. His wife would be glad to rid of him if the old tyrant hadn't taken Dieter along. The boy was always a bit soft, but he didn't deserve a father like that. Or what the muties, I mean, bandits, did to him. You know, we, uh... We keep hearing people, um mentioning these uh bandits um but from what we've heard there's not a lot of uh bandit activity in the area Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she she looks at you and kind of knows what you're getting at and she gives kind of a similar story to what horst already did about the history of the town she doesn't really seem to know a lot more than that she is fairly new you can tell she's she's young just like the other women i think you'd previously heard from the laborers that she was younger as well 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when did you and Horst meet? Well, I mean, at this point, it must be be close to to ten years. Um, yeah, my our son Klaus would be about that young. She points off, and um, there seems to be a a young boy, although he looks maybe slightly slightly um, larger in certain features than other children you would expect to be about 10 years old and um you know parts of his face are maybe a little bit disproportioned and um he he seems to be playing with things on the on the ground and she she smiles and says bless him yes bless his little heart kate you're a surgeon i know is this a goonies situation I think this is a uh, you are not the father kind of situation. Um, if only you had an occupation or profession that would be able to do oh, things with I, medicine. Yes. Oh, I get it. I'm just also saying that me as a player feels like they have pieced things together. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So uh, it's not really heal. Um, I'm trying to figure out, like, what kind of skill check that would be. Um, to say, like, looking at this kid, like, clearly, something ain't right with that kid. Um, you know the kid. Yeah. We've all seen the kid. Uh, um, but- <laughs> I would say that it could probably be, um, an education, because it would be based okay. on your, the professional knowledge you have. Yeah, that works for me. Um, so I, challenging six, six. Exceeded challengingly. Perfect. Um, you you get to know, or you get to a good look at him, and you notice that it doesn't look like the the corpse of the thing that you guys came across on the battlefield. Um, mm-hmm. The boy himself maybe looks touched, but not a mutant. Not completely, at least. <laughs> um. Cool. Alright. So, uh, so this kid's like mutating? Uh no, he he looks oh, he's like been attacked. He looks like he would have special needs. Oh, okay. But does he look like he like has mutant I miss, special Okay. I'm wondering now needs. if 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 I really piece things together or if I'm just an asshole. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You're like, just yeah, an I'm asshole. Like... Oh son of a bitch. <laughs> So it's just a Goonies situation. Your your professional opinion on his uh, health is that you're just an asshole and he has special needs. <laughs> oh, it's just like it's, what is it? Mask? Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, but like more, right. more of like a mental deficiency as well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. With that, uh, at least a lot looks at you three and she says Horst and Maximilian will sort everything out. Don't worry. And she kind of saunters off. Oh, she's gonna die, poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that, um, all of a sudden the, the doors open up and Waldman walks very determinedly at you. And he says, my friends, we cannot wait. We must speak with my father tonight. I know it's getting late, but this is serious. And he leads you out towards the Steiger house. 
And with that, we're going to call it quits for tonight because we're out of coffee once again. All is not well in the village of Vorberg, but our heroes are on the case. Will they find the darkness of what's going on? What does Walden have in mind for them? Find out next time on Spyhander.